ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Today I'd like to talk to you about pain. I've experienced some pain recently, man. I experienced some pain. I, uh, I went out in the world and I stepped on a nail. <laughs> okay. And stepping on a nail feels just like it sounds. I was out working with my dad. And uh, I was digging in the dirt, not for sport, but because he told me to. And, you know, clean up, whatever. And uh, I was stomping the yard a little bit, dude. And it just so happened that I, I punctured. I wounded and I impaled myself. There was no other parties involved. I did this on my own. And I just wanted to talk about the fact that pain, emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, it's all horrible, dude. It's all bad. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And something about hurting yourself really gets to you. It really connects on a deeper level where it's like you did that on your own. No, but you didn't get in a fight. Nobody beat you up. Nobody made you do this. You hurt yourself. You hurt yourself. It's kind of like when you, uh, you open a cabinet door to get a bowl, and then you bend down, and you get a spoon. Ha! Huh. You come back up, bingo! And you look around, dude. You're angry. <laughs> but there's no one there. Because you did it to yourself. And that's what pain, the specific pain I'm talking about, is all about. It's not just pain. It's embarrassment and shame and frustration. And that's what I did this past week, man. I stepped on a freaking nail. I stabbed myself. And I wish I could say it was the first time. Actually, I wish I could say it would be the last time. When it comes to stepping on nails, dude, I would consider myself a pro. Okay, I don't know why that is. I don't know why I'm so good at it. It's like my foot is just a magnet for these sharp objects, dude. The immovable object, unstoppable force, whatever, meets the nail. It hurts so bad. And, uh, yeah, thank God for tetanus, <laughs> okay? Because I do this all the time. I don't know what my deal is. Like I said, I'm good at it. Like they say, if you're, if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> but the only pay I'm getting is pay with an N at the end of it. Pain. And uh, and that's just hard, man. It's hard. It's, it's life. Again, dude, thank you for the tetanus shot. Because I would be dead several times over. Several times. And what if I got lockjaw? What if I got lockjaw? I make my living, dude. I, I get paid to talk. I get the freaking podcast, man. That would be that would be worse than any death for me. But that's not the point. What I want to say is thank you for tennis. And I know they didn't invent it for me, for the clumsy folk who step on nails multiple times. Um, but it kind of feels like they did in a way. I feel like someone, I would argue, maybe say, hey, the bacteria, whatever, and the situation at hand, that's why they made the vaccine. But I would argue they knew. They knew deep down in their hearts that somewhere along the line, there would be a boy in a closet who can't stop stepping on things and hurting himself in such a way that he's fired up and angry, dude. I get angry because it happens all the time. And here's the thing. I consider myself a pretty sharp guy. No pun intended with the situation. But I'm pretty good on my feet. Again, no no pun intended. Um, <laughs> kind of ironic. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm cautious. I'm safe until I'm not. And the reason this happens, dude, something is said to me that makes me a clumsy fool, okay? If someone's like, hey, look out, there's a little a beam there, you'll hit your head. I go, hey, I got it, no problem. Bing! I hit my head immediately after someone says something. 
I will duck under that thing all day long, dude. I've been working with my dad. He's like, hey, watch out. Don't scratch these walls. I'm like, hey, I got it. No question. Oops. But before he said that, I'm looking like I'm freaking smooth, smoother than a crib. I'm looking like Michael Jackson with a moonwalk, except for, you know, safely carrying things. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to call it a little thung, full thung. I'm going to call it a little thing called prone to opposing suggestion, dude. I don't know why it happens. I don't know what changes in me, but I will be so safe and so smooth and awesome until someone says something. So I stepped on a nail a little bit ago too, right before this one. <laughs> We're getting up there in numbers. Um, but yeah, I was. there were some nails on the ground, a little board. I'm thinking, hey, there's some nails. Shouldn't do that. Shouldn't step. It looks painful. Why would I step on it? I wouldn't, dude. I wouldn't. So I'm going, hey, I'm dancing over them. I can't get hurt because I know where the nails are. And I'm carrying the things around. My dad comes out. He says, hey, boy, watch out for the nails there. I say, hey, dad. I go, oh, and that's how it happens, dude. I don't know what happens when someone says something, but in my brain, everything shuts off. Say something to me. I'm like, hey, dude, I got it. Immediately, I will do it, and I will fail and fall apart. There's something about people telling me what I shouldn't do that gives me the ability to do it. It's like when I'm so aware of something, where I'm so cautious of it, it just happens. And that's life, dude. And that's the worst part about it. pain. Pain. I did it to myself. I did it to myself. It's just pain. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. And it's pathetic. So I've been stepping on nails, dude. I've been stepping on nails. That's been my life recently. And it's been, it's probably one of the most embarrassing pains you can have. I would argue, though, I had a different embarrassing pain quite recently, uh, last night. <laughs> this one this one was not, you know, clumsy. Nobody said anything, but this was just a moment where I really sat back and went, hmm, <laughs> you know, I was sad after this happened. Okay, so it's, let me paint a picture for you. It's 3 a.m. You get a little hungry. You grab yourself a nice big old BLT, okay? You hop into bed, pull the covers up tight. You watch an ESPN on your phone, and I sleep with a fan, dude, because I like I like the little fan. That's just my ambiance. That's what I do. That's how I get cozy. So I turn on this fan. Now I'm eating a BLT, cozy, you know, and and you feel a little bit pathetic already because you're it's 3 a.m. It's dark. Nobody's around. You're just eating in the shadows, <laughs> and it's cool. It's whatever. I can I can put up with that. Okay, I can freaking put on a mask and say I'm proud of this. But until I'm eat, I take a bite, and the bread crumbles and everything falls apart goes into the fan, spits back into my eyes. I'm immediately blinded by the freaking Italian bread shrapnel that has hit me in the face. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm greasy. There's cheese all over me. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's falling apart. And I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm angry that I'm hurting myself again. But also, I feel so sad, so pathetic. I'm eating this big old fast sandwich in the middle of the night in the shadows, and I'm getting hurt while doing it. A BLT. It's freaking BL debris, dude. And, uh, and that's, that's pain. That is real pain. So that is how life has been treating me so far. And uh, I don't know what to say about it. And it's a certain kind of feeling. It's a certain kind of uh, battle that you got to get through. <laughs> okay. But that's what I got to tell you. That's how uh, life goes. And this pain right now, this uncomfortableness. We're doing a cold open, by the way. I don't even know if I said that at the top of the show. I think I did. It's been a while. 
Um, but this is uncomfortable, dude. I don't, I, I, I'm used to the song hitting. I'm used to the song playing. But instead, I opened up with a little thing I wanted to say, and I've said it. And now I'm going to try and hit the music. If it doesn't play, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Lord. Yes! Yes! Hey, no more! And gentlemen, welcome back to Full Circus, dude. Uh, my name is Tristan Sartoris, and we, <laughs> not we, dude. I, yeah, it's like the, the royal, royal we. Uh, we are happy to have you here with us today. Um, that little cold open, dude, is unique. It was interesting. I thought we'd try and change something up, okay? Episode 36. Let's try and innovate. Let's try and break down the barriers of what podcasting really means. And, uh, and that was cool. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I I hope it recorded. If it didn't, and this episode just started out like that, you're like, wait a minute, what story? What did you just talk about? Oh, gosh. Well, we'll leave it to the freaking, you know, the sound waves. If they didn't get to you, that's <laughs> that's on me, actually. And I'm sorry for that. Um, Man, what else has been going on besides pain, dude? What else has been going on besides pain? I, uh, I've been an errand boy. I've been an errand boy, dude. Sometimes in life, when your family needs you, They'll recruit you, okay? They'll say, hey, man, hey, Tristan, my hero. They don't say that, but in my mind, it feels like that. They say, hey, Tristan, put on a cape. And I say, I'm already wearing one. And they'll ask me to go do something, and I feel like I'm going to save the day. And and this wasn't like a very heroic thing to do, but I, uh, I needed to go pick up a new stapler, okay? A new stapler from this guy for my dad that he had just bought. It was it was a pretty good distance, right? It was a freaking hike. It was a drive. It was a, it was a skip and a toss and a and a and a full gas tank away, and I and I've adventured and I journeyed out to go get this thing. And there's not much to say on the road drive. That it was I drove. I got there, and and this guy, you know, he was nice. He was cool. The only thing, yeah, I think he's had too many people get lost at his house, where he's just unfamiliar with people who have GPS or something. So he's like, hey, you know, call me when you get down the road. Call me when you get down from the road. I'll tell you how to get here. I was like, dude, I have your address right here. I'm, I am I can see every turn, every foot that I need to get. And my Siri, my freaking Australian Siri will go, right, you're going to take a, a right turn in 52, 51, 50. Oh, shoot, there it is. Right turn, right now, right now. Because sometimes she forgets. Um... But anyways, yeah, so he was like, hey, call me, call me, call me, call me, call me. And I, I hung up. He's like, okay, cool. You know where to go. Actually, just call me one more time when you're like three driveways away. I was like, if I know where your driveway's at, why would I need to call you? He's like, I'll, we'll figure it out. So I called him. I said, hey, dude, are you three driveways away? Yeah, I'm three driveways away. Okay, so you're going to want to drive forward about three driveways. Okay, awesome. Okay, bye. No, hold on one second. I'll be there in the back. Okay. Um, but anyways, so I, he, he was giving me a lot, just a lot of information right out the back that I didn't, you know, I already had, or I didn't need, I didn't care about. It is what it is. So I got the staple, everything was nice and good. And like, he's, like I said, dude, he was, he was a nice guy. Um, everything was fine. I just thought that was a little bit odd. Like, hey, you don't need to be sharing this much stuff. I can figure it out on my own. And this led into the actual purchasing, the transaction of this, of this stapler, so I got out, and he already knew I was the errand boy, right? I, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with this purchase. I hopped out, ba bing! I said, "Hey, man, you got the stapler? 
And he said, hey, I got it right here. I said, all right, here's your money. And I'm trying to give him the money so he'll give me the stapler. But he holds up the stapler. And like people do when they're trying to really sell you something, he's got to show me every little thing on the stapler. I got to get the whole backstory on this thing. Yeah, I got it from my buddy who's actually a pilot. Wow. And I'm trying to be nice. And unfortunately, I really have to be nice and sit through all this conversation because he won't take the money yet. He's like, hey, let me tell you everything first. In the slider, and it's brand new. Got it for, you know, two hundred. He, but yeah, I'm gonna sell it to you for one, you know, twenty-five or whatever. It's a good deal, solid. It was years ago, hurt my back. I was doing this thing. This other guy here hurt his back. This is how he remedied. I was like, dude, I don't need to know all this. So he's like, just trust me though. It works fine. I was like, I trust you. I trust you. Take the money, guy. So he was really just. Going through all the motions there, and, and I know maybe my dad's listening like, dude, you got to vet out the, the product a little bit, you know, don't just blindly trust. But here's the thing, man. I drove hours to get here, dude. I've been on these missions for like two hour drive. If I'm going that far out of the way and I'm not even the guy who purchased it, I'm just a delivery boy. Relax. You made the sale. Okay. I'm like, dude, take the money. Just give me I do it. I'm sorry you hurt your back. I'm sorry your buddy was a pilot and he doesn't want to build a roof anymore. Can I have the stamina, please? And uh, so he just went through that. He went. He, I got way too much information. So it was minutes and minutes and minutes passing by. And he's like, okay. Here. I was like, thanks, dude. All right, later. He's like, you know how to get out of the driveway? Yeah, I got it. I can take care of it. You're going to want to take a left turn right and then go down. Call me when you're three houses out. Okay, I'll let you know how to get out. I'll say, don't. For sure, man. For sure. I got the stapler and I ran out. He booked it, man. But it's uh, it's just how it is, dude. There's too much information. Too much information that I don't need. He got it. He or I, the transaction acquired, dude. The thing, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We can be done if you just let me be done. But uh, yeah, it's some people just like to give you way too much information all the time on all things. I'll leave a little bit of mystery, dude. I mean, maybe I go get this thing to my dad. He's like, what the heck, dude? Why is this broken? Did a pilot who heard his back use this? I'm like, I have no idea, dude. Wouldn't that be more fun if there was a little bit of mystery involved? Leave some mystery. Leave some mystery. In life, there's just too much information. I think we've we've got obsessed with having all the details to know exactly what we're getting. But where's the mystery, guys? Where's the stuff? You go to a restaurant, you sit down, you look at the, the little item on the menu, and it tells you every little ingredient on there. And that's okay. Some people like that. But I want a little bit of mystery, dude. I want a little bit of mystery. If I'm going to go down in your restaurant, you already got me. I'm not going to look at the menu and say, wait a minute. It doesn't say if there's tomatoes. It doesn't say if I'm out of here. I don't know everything that's going on in this establishment. I'm out. If I'm sitting down at your place, you made the sale, dude. So if I, I want to come up to someone and say, hey, what are the specials? And say, hey, we got this freaking Szechuan Taco Charlton Salad Supreme. And I'd say, hey, what's on that? And, he could, and if he looked at me in the eyes and said, can't tell you. I would buy two, dude. Edge of my seat. That's the kind of mystery I look for. So I'm going to open a restaurant and there's not even gonna, I'm not even going to put a title or anything attached to the food. It's going to say number one, number two, number three. It's going to be a gamble, man. It's going to be a gamble and that's exciting. It'll be called the mystery box. And that's fun, dude. There needs to be more mystery involved in our purchases. And maybe that sounds dumb, dude, but it'll be exciting for sure. A little bit exciting because sometimes someone hurts the back. Sometimes there's not tomato on it. And you go, wow, I actually like it better without the tomato. I wouldn't have done that. If you get too much information, 
you end up staying in your own circumstances, your own preferences. Mystery lets you lean out the box, and sometimes if you do that, you could buy a broken stapler. But instead, I knew that it worked, man, and there was no mystery involved in it. There was just none, none whatsoever. Uh, what else has been going on, though, dude? Uh, I've been playing the new Call of Duty. The new Call of Duty came out. Um, I haven't played a ton of it yet. And I'm new to the Call of Duty franchise, right? It's, uh, you know, these old, these war shooters, right? And no one ever talked about the campaign. It was like, oh, get on multiplayer, you know, kitties, whatever. It's fun. And that's fun. The zombie maps. Um, but the campaigns, dude, the campaigns, the story is awesome. You get thrown into World War One, World War Two, freaking all kinds of stuff. Maybe you're in the future wars. I don't even know. I haven't played all the games. Like I said, I'm new to the franchise. Um... But it's fun. There's some deep story. You're really you're involved. I feel like I'm in the war. It was super immersive. There's a freaking battlefield. Whoa! Everybody get down, get down! Oh gosh! Timmy, throw that nade back! Timmy, what? Oh, uh, and he blows up. I'm like, frick. Um It was sad. It was I was really getting into it. It was super immersive as a as a war thing. And it made me realize, because it was so immersive, it involved me so much that I realized I'd be so bad at war, dude. I would be so bad as a soldier because people are like coming around the army, like, go, go, go. They're like sneaking. It's a close battle. And I see somebody, I'm like, hey. And it's always, it's always my own comrades, dude. It's always my own boys, my own men. And that's the thing. When I think about war, how am I supposed to identify someone's camo pattern from 400 meters out? Hey, is that guy? Is that one of us? Take the shot, man. Take the sh- oh, and I st- I would I keep taking down my own guys. I'm throwing nades at them. I'm wasting all my ammunition, all my throw abilities, my knives, my smoke bombs. I'm like, dude, relax. We're on the same team. And I just realized that how tricky war would be, dude. I would be so bad at it. I mean, for other reasons too, like the fact that if there was a nail, <laughs> you know, I'm going down for the count. Um, so I'd be like, hey, look out for that guy over there. I'm like, dude, I see. Psh- oh, frick. You know, and I would just get caught like that. So people are always making call outs in a, in a war scenario. Hey, look out for this. Check, 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 check. And every time you say something, I'm immediately unchecking that box off my mental note. And uh, and that's just how it is, dude. So I would be I would be so bad at that. And I respect everybody and I appreciate your service for everyone who does do that. So people who, like I don't even know how you're supposed to survive in those kind of situations. But uh, it's tricky, dude. Even just playing that quick little campaign like that. It's like, holy crap. I would stand no chance. So if you want to beat me, dude, if we ever get into a gunfight, just wear, you know, any similar camo pattern. I'll be like, what the freaking... Oh, that's two splotches with the left. Is that, a, is that a green? Is that an emerald or a sage? What is that? Oh, frick. And they beat me. So uh, that's war, dude. That's war for you. It's um, it's not for the, uh, the unfashionable. I don't know what the lesson is there. Don't step on nails. Um... But anyways, I guess that leaves a little bit of mystery, dude. If you don't know who you're looking at and know who you're shooting at, there's some mystery. And that's exciting, but dangerously so. Um, <clears throat> what else is... What else? Oh, dude, it's getting cold out. It's that. It's We're making that November run, dude. We're making that November run, and it is getting brisk. Okay, it's getting so cold. And the problem with my family <laughs> is my family likes it real cold. Okay, they like it colder than cold. Like 63, 64 degrees, maybe even lower. I have no idea. One time I saw my mom and dad go outside to warm up, and it was snowing. Like, they're just like, hey, let's go. I don't, I don't know what the thing is. I don't know why everyone else does so well in the cold weather, but I can't, dude. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm like, I wake up freezing. I put on snow pants, a hoodie, and a freaking ski cap. I'm like, all right, here we go. 
I'm just always cold. I was cold the other morning and uh, I was wearing normal clothes, kind of just like I am now because I was inside and I was freezing to the bone and I was going to put on a long sleeve and then pajama pants. And then I was like, Mom, I'm still cold. She's like, put on some socks. Let's put on some socks. I was like, I don't think that's going to help. I can't even blink. My eyes are frozen open. If I blink, you like I was, I was so cold, dude. I was so cold. Um, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what it is with, like, I share the same DNA as them. I don't know what the problem is, but for some reason in the cold, I cannot handle it, dude. I cannot handle myself in harsh environments. I mean, they're inside. There should be no environments for me to deal with, but I get it, dude. I get it. It's their castle. They rule it. Everything, you know, you get it as you see fit, as it makes you comfortable. Um... I just don't, I'm, I'm more upset with the fact that I can't handle the cold. And for whatever reason, I do really good in heat, dude. <clears throat> I, I do so well in heat. Like, heat is my jam. When I was dashing around in the summer, there was no AC in the car. And I was like, yeah, dude, we're good. We're set. No matter how hot this thing gets, I like it. I can handle it. I can feed on it. And I don't know if this is because I grew up in the South where I got that Southern DNA, okay? This is a theory I've had for a little bit that from freaking two to six, two to seven are crucial years for the development of your temperature, right? And that's, I only say that because that's the age I was, you know, down South and I do well in the warm. No one else seems to do super good in the warm, but I'm doing good in the warm. I can know I could say heat, but I'm going to keep on saying warm because that sounded funnier. My mom's going to be like, hey, you know you're supposed to be. I got it, mom. Um, but anyways, I do really good in the heat, man. Like when I, I was dashing, I'd, I'd pick up something, the, the food would be getting a little cold, and I, I'd grab that pizza, I'd throw that thing in there, and it's warm, and it's toasty. When I get somewhere, that pizza's like three degrees hotter than it was before. They're like, all right, here comes the dude. Everything's crisping up the edges a little bit. Dude, I'm driving that Chrysler Brown in country, right? I'm warming everything up. I was just that good. I was that good in the heat. I thrived in that situation. It was beautiful, dude. It was beautiful. Uh, I mean, I guess the only problem would be when I would get uh, a colder dessert, right? Ice cream in particular. And I would uh, I would deliver <laughs> a soup, you know. It was, uh, but it was good soup. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's just who I am, dude. That's just what I was good at. I was good at the heat and never had any complaints, dude. So I was an all-star. I was an all-star on that front. Um... But yeah, it was it was cool. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why I feel better in the heat, and I don't know why some people do better in the cold. But I have a theory, and you know, I can I should conduct more studies. But so far, study one, there's crucial development years for your temperature in your DNA, dude. And that's going south for you know two to six, two to seven. Um, what else has been going on in the world, dude? Uh, daylight savings time. Daylight, you know, the clocks have changed. Times, times have moved, dude. Times have actually moved. We've all changed our stuff. And, uh, it's kind of crazy to think about that there even is a daylight savings time in the first place, right? You know, when people are like, oh, dang, the freaking sun rises a little bit late there here in November. Let's, uh, let's, you know, we got to fix that. Like, why... Why wasn't it easier to just put out like a pamphlet or just a, a message and just say, hey, guys, so I want to let you know sun's going to be rising just a bit later. Okay. Okay, cool. But instead, they're like, okay, what we're going to do is change time. They're going to change time. They're going to move time and then make everybody who also has a timepiece 
a clock. <laughs> Move theirs as well. Twice a year, dude. We're going to keep on. Why is that even a thing? Why do we even do that? Why isn't it easier to just say, hey, it's going to be a little bit weird for a couple months. Just bear with it. And so like, okay, we're going to not only change it for the whole world, but everybody in all the clocks in their house. All the clocks, dude. Every Multiple clocks. Multiple timepieces. If you've only got one timepiece, you know, get with the times. <laughs> No pun intended. I mean, it was very much intended. Um, but yeah, dude, it's just crazy that it just is what it is, dude. It gets it gets dark so early. It's just all of a sudden the moon just throws a lasso around the sun. This time, just blowing it down, and the moon's creeping up. It's like, hey, I'm back, dude. I know you did. You miss me? Probably not. But it's only four thirty. It's uh, it's rough, man. It's rough to to be out here in these these daylight savings time. I just don't know why that was the easier solution. You know, you think what kind of ideas they could have thought of. How many other solutions were there? Were there? Did they come up with anything else? Did they just jump straight to, let's change all of it, dude. Let's change all of it. That's crazy, man. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, but it is what it is, dude. What are you going to do? Become president and stop it? Probably. If I could figure out how to stop stepping on these nails, then maybe so. Maybe. But anyways, dude. Uh, if I could, I would, I would, if, if I could handle the cold, maybe I could make a good running. I could, I have too many things working against me right now, dude. I'm too clumsy and people are like, Hey, look out for the cold. I'm like, Oh, frick. <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know how long this podcast has been because I did a cold open. Um, but I hope it's been at least like 20 minutes ish. Um, uh, thank you so much for tuning in guys. I, I'm kind of off my rackies whatever. I don't know how to close the show, but that it is what it is. Guys, I love you. Peace. I'll see you. Salute. And thank you for everybody who can identify camo and work and serve the army. I love you guys. Protecting one nation under God, indivisible and everything and all that other stuff. And you better look out because America. Ow, is that a nail? <laughs>